0: Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. It's good to see everybody that has come out uh, to be in church with us. and We're so thankful for that. I'm thankful for that you you woke up and said, Hey, I want to go have church with Texas today. (laughs) I'm excited to go to the house of the Lord and see His face. I'm sure that's why all of you are here. No, I'm just playing. It's probably Corbin. But, no. (laughs) Uh, no, nah, but it's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord today. I'm glad everyone made it safely. Amen. And like we said, we, we could wish there were more people here all day long, but I believe God has a plan for each and every person that's in this building today. Amen. And I believe now more than ever, it's time that we remind ourselves of the mission God has for us and get that mission done or start that mission. Amen. Amen. And today I... Uh, have the honor of introducing my beautiful wife to come to the pulpit to preach today. Uh, If it wasn't for Harvest House 15 years ago, I would not have my beautiful family that I have today and I'm more than grateful for God and His divine will and plan for my life and for the life of this church. So with no further ado, would you please welcome Sister Bethany as she delivers the word to us today.
1: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I am very nervous, and if I would quit pretending this isn't one of my callings, I maybe wouldn't be so nervous. (laughs) Hold on a second. Okay. I'd been second-guessing myself and thinking that this wasn't from God ever since I told Daddy I wanted to do it, but... Because it's hard for me to believe that god actually talks to me but um i it was confirmed when daddy was preaching today because this is pretty much just part two <laughs> uh, we're going to read today mark 4 3-9 through 9. it says hearken behold there went out a sower to sow and it came to pass as he sowed some fell by the wayside and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up, and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground, and did yield fruit, that sprang up, and increased, and brought forth some thirty, and some sixty, and some hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Pray. God, be with me today. God, help me to speak your word and to walk in your will, Jesus. I ask that you would be with me today, God, and that you would move in this place and you would make a way, God, where there seems to be no way, Jesus. Thank you Jesus in your precious name, We love you. We thank you so much. We thank you. Let's open our ears. She's last we have ears to hear. the last the <laughs> really nervous. <laughs> I heard this a lot as I was as a kid because for some reason, Mama loves to talk about this parable. I Heard it in Sunday school over and over again, and we I think we had a VBS about it. Uh, really good dirt. That's what I want to be. <laughs> but honestly, I didn't really understand all of the different kinds of dirts completely until recently. I just realized she didn't have and I was like, <laughs> Oh, I lost my spot, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I, in Sunday School, I could have given my rehearsed answer to what I th- thought that the different types of dirt meant, but I didn't really get it to the full extent, so I'm going to assume that none of y'all completely get it either, and I'm going to explain it real quick before I get into this. <clears throat> okay, so the first one is those that fell, the seed that fell among the wayside. And that represents the gospel that is shared, but it fell on the ears of someone who didn't want to accept it. So they believed and didn't care, or they hear and they don't believe. So an example of this would be you witness to someone, and because of a past hurt or something that they've experienced or something that they've endured, or maybe just because they're too lazy and don't want to do it, they just don't want to hear it. Or another example would be you witness to someone who doesn't believe in God, and they are not willing to be convinced. Yeah. Next is... The stony ground. Those are the people who hear the word, gladly accept it and go all in and want to do everything that they can for God immediately. But then offense or trouble and trials come and because they don't have roots in their life, it causes them to fall. An example of this would be someone you witness to, and they grab hold tight of the truth and throw their whole heart into ministry, but they aren't actually established in doctrine or connected strongly enough to the church family to stay when things get hard. Next is thorns. These are the people who hear the word, but the cares of the world get in the way, and anything in the world can drag them away from it because they're not really worried about the church, but they're just worried about everything around them. Yeah. And the last is good ground. This is what we want to be. This is the ideal. They, we hear it, receive it, and then we multiply. And most of the time when people talk about this... Uh, this. Uh, parable they focus on that one they focus on the good ground how we should strive to be the good ground and how we should strive to grow and produce good fruit but I want to focus on something different I am going to assume that all of us and actually it was a pretty good assumption of me because of the people that are here today I'm going to assume that all of us that are here already know how to be good soil I'm going to focus on a different part of the parable which is my title the sower. We are the sower, and I'm going to talk about three points that we have to follow before we can be the sower that God wants us to be. First, The first step is to actually sow the seed. That's one that we often forget because we're too worried about what's going to happen if we sow the seed. We focus on everything but the good outcome. What if the people that I witness to spit in my face? What if they laugh at me or cuss me or ignore me? What if someone I consider to be a friend starts to think that I'm a fanatic? What if I lose my friends? Or maybe we decide that not sowing seeds makes us righteous somehow, because it's better to keep my mouth shut because, about God, because I, didn't, I don't live exactly the way God wants me to be, so I wouldn't be a very good witness. But... The thing is, if you're spreading God's word, it's impossible for you to be wrong doing it. If what you're saying is God's actual infallible word and you're not twisting it to fit your own narrative, there's no way for your human flesh to ruin it. You're not that special. (laughs) The only way for you to ruin God's word is to not share it. The only thing that you can do to stand in the way of God's will is to not let him use you. And even then, he'll find somebody else to use. I was studying for my Sunday school lesson a few months back, and it was about being a witness. And it told a quote of an atheist. I don't remember it word for word. But what she said was that if you believe in God, and you believe in a heaven and a hell, and you truly believe that when people die, if they live for God, that you're going to go to heaven, and if you don't live for God, you're going to go to hell. How much do you have to hate someone to not share that with them? Wow. Oh, so the reality of it is that it doesn't matter what if. Because at the end of the day, the worst thing that you can do is be the reason that someone never hears the gospel. Amen. We have to stop wasting our opportunities to witness peter denied jesus because he was worried about the what ifs he was worried that maybe they would crucify him too he was worried that maybe they would laugh at him or maybe they would kick him out maybe he was actually worried that he wouldn't get to uh see what was going on but he had to opportunity to reach those people and maybe they would have still done what he was afraid of but instead He denied Jesus repeatedly, and those people left the situation thinking that the people who followed Jesus were liars and cowards. Fear is never an excuse to not share God's word. 2 Timothy tells us that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, so we know that if witnessing scares us to death, it's from the devil, because fear never comes from God. The devil will tell all of us that It'll t- show us these terrible scenarios in our head that are going to play out if we witness. But those thoughts are nothing but a spirit of fear trying to keep you from multiplying God's kingdom. Amen. So the first thing you have to do to be the kind of sower that God wants you to be is to just do it. Stop making excuses for why you can't and just do it. As this, an example of that would be me right now. <laughs> I was reading my Bible the other day and i read this and immediately i was like wow okay oh, god probably wants me to preach that so i immediately stood up and went to my phone and texted my daddy and told him i had a message because i knew if i didn't i was going to talk myself out of it like i talked myself out of it yeah. many 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 times in the last couple years so i made myself do it and immediately when i sent the text i was like oh no Now I have to do it. (laughs) And I have probably tried to talk myself out of this like 87 times throughout the last week and a half. But the thing is, things that we have never done or don't do very often are always scarier than things that we do every day. So make sowing seed something that you do every day, and you will get better at it every day. The next thing is to aim your seed. When I searched Google Images for the parable of the sower, and I did this on purpose because I remembered these pictures from my Sunday school book, there are so many pictures uh, it shows of men sowing seed and not even looking at the direction that they're throwing it. So, like, there's these, there was a, s- several pictures I saw of a man walking straight forward and he was looking this way and he was throwing his seed this way. That's not how they do it. And because, <laughs> this is a funny story, that... Is embarrassing but I'm gonna tell it anyway because it goes <laughs> um, because of these pictures I had an idea of what it meant to sow seeds and last year I decided I wanted some flowers in my backyard but um, I didn't know what I was doing and because of the pictures I just went outside and I got these seeds and I just started throwing them in my flower bed <laughs> I, I broke up the ground first, but I just started throwing them in the, my flower bread flower bed and I got uh and I thought it was just gonna pop up and I was gonna have flowers. And I was just gonna get lucky because that's the way sowing seed worked and that's what my package said to sow the seed, so I just went out there and just threw it everywhere. And after a couple of weeks I got excited because I saw these little sprouts and it was grass <laughs> because I broke up the ground <laughs> the grass is just growing back so no it did not it doesn't work that way the definition of sowing seed is not to throw it but it is to scatter it on the earth so it's true that sowing isn't the same as planting where you dig and you bury the seed but it also isn't throwing it in the air and hoping for the best you have to choose the right location time and method that you're going to do it So an example of what not to do when sowing seed is you don't go to knock on someone's door in the middle of COVID with a runny nose and a 100 degree fever at two o'clock in the morning and say, hey, come to my church, Jesus loves you. That's not, they will never want to come to your church ever because they're gonna think that you're crazy. You don't go up to a germaphobe with a runny nose and snot on your hands and try to shake their hand and tell them to come to church. You don't go to someone who has to work at 5 o'clock in the morning's house, at 3 o'clock in the morning, and try to get them to come to church. It doesn't work that way. You have to realize what's going to work for the person that you're sowing the seed to. So you have to aim your seed so like just like when we go and we put flyers on cars at uh food giant we don't go and throw them up in the air and hope that someone will look down and see it but we put it on their windshield where it's going to be the first thing that they see when they get in the car if we're trying to reach someone who for example loves mexican food invite them to mexican and show them that you truly care and want them to be saved do more than invite them and actually continue to cultivate what you've planted in their lives. Yeah. And if they do come to church, remember that they are not a number. They're not a trophy that you have sitting on the seat that you got to church, but they are a soul. Show to them that, that you care. That's how we multiply. Yeah. We multiply by caring about the people that we witness to. Which brings me to my last point. I thought I wasn't going to be very long today, but it's OK. <laughs> uh that is to go the extra mile this might not be something that they actually do when you sow seed but it is a parable so take a moment when you're done sowing the seed and look at where it's fallen make an effort to retrieve the seeds in the thorns Try to remove the rocks from the stony ground so that they can take root in the gospel that will save their lives. And when you notice that somebody is being uh, distracted by the world, go and try to show them what they're supposed to do. When you notice that your witness has fallen on ears that aren't ready to accept it, don't your, don't push yourself on them because that's the opposite of what's going to going to help. They will inevitably that will inevitably make their ears even harder. But also. Never give up on them simply because they didn't accept the gospel. Make sure that you make an effort, not just a random throw their name in their effort, but an effort to pray for that person every single day. And don't disappear from their life just because they aren't ready to accept the gospel. Be a friend to them. Be a witness through your godly character. Because you may be the only person who never gives up on that person you have to keep yourself available to them if they call you at two o'clock in the morning and you're the only person that they could get to answer do whatever they need to do show them what it's like to be a christian Learn what way these people need you to witness to them and do it that way. It may not be the way that you think of giving them a Bible study and showing them everything it says in the Word because the reality of it is this person may not even believe what the Bible says. So you have to find a different way to witness to them. You have to show them that you care and show them that when you have Jesus in your life, you live your life differently. When you see that a soul is falling uh, in stony ground, I didn't write that down, sorry, (laughs) is quickly accepting God's word in their heart, but you also notice that they didn't have the roots that they need to stay if something bad comes up and happens in their life, or God forbid somebody in the church hurt their feelings, give them a Bible study. Don't let those rocks ruin the will that God has for their life. Don't let the love that they had for God immediately be just something shallow. Help it to grow deeper. Take your time, get on your hands and knees, and dig out every single rock that you can find that's keeping their soul from growing the roots that it needs to stay in the will of God. We have to invest in them and continue to show them that God is why we live this life. We don't just... The reason that people come in this come into the church and get really excited and then get offended and leave isn't because they did something wrong. It's because we did something wrong. Because we did not invest in them the way that we were supposed to. When you see someone putting too much stock on what the world has to offer and not what the church has to offer. Make an effort to redirect their focus to what God has in store for them. Show them that there is an eternity in heaven and it's worth more than all the riches this world has to offer. There's somebody who's worried more about their job and keeping up with the Joneses. Show them that God cares more about the Joneses being happy too. Show them that they can be happy and successful and that they can be in the church and do their best. And it doesn't have to be about the world and it doesn't have to be about what the world thinks about them. Mm-hmm. Make an effort to help them find their calling so that they, fulfill, they feel fulfilled in God's work and don't focus too much on the works of the world. Yes, amen. And the last one is the seed has, that falls on good ground. If you notice that someone... Has fallen on good ground and they're now someone like you. Don't walk away and let them do it all on their own. Amen. But teach them everything that I've tried to teach today. Teach them to sow, multiply, and repeat. Yeah. Amen. Show them. He's distracting. <laughs> Show them how to do this. Multiply and when I sat down to actually write this down last night I didn't even realize that multiply was such a big part of What I was doing and I'm actually really surprised myself that I'm done because every other time I've done this I've rambled and it's been like an hour long, but I'm done <laughs> um, I told daddy that this was more of a teaching thing and I wondered if I should do it first because uh It just, I feel awkward calling for an altar call after that because I feel like an altar call is not really what we need from this, which obviously you always need to pray. But an altar call can't take the place of how we need to be the sower. We have to go out in the field and we have to do what God has called us to do, and we have to reach for people. And also a misconception about sowing seed is that we have to go find people we don't already know. We already know a lot of these people, Amen. and we just forgot about them. Yeah. Amen. So just don't forget that God has called us to be the sower, Amen. and that there is no person in this world who God has not called to sow seed. Yeah. Amen. I'm done.